when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? It was found in my heart. My name is Gary. My wife, Veronica, is here. And we are continuing our series on Line Upon the Line, uh, John 6. And we're starting that verse that we opened up with is verse 60. And it's a response to all the things that Jesus Christ was saying to them about bread of life, about eating his flesh and his drinking his blood. And it's blowing their minds. And he's saying this in church. So he's presenting to church folks this truth that seems outlandish or crazy talk, uh, especially when their particular uh, law uh, forbids them to begin to to eat. You know, there's life in the blood. You know, my wife talked about that, about the Levitical law. And so they're having a problem. And so this response is based on him telling them about eating the flesh. I mean, he's hammering them this this new thing that they've never heard before eat my flesh, drink my blood. You'll have eternal life. You'll live forever and all these different things. And it's blowing their minds. This is a hard saying, they say. Who can understand it? So we had talked about the Father God, Jesus saying that the Father teaches them and they hear and they learn. He teaches them to hear and learn so that they might come to Jesus. So they didn't go through the prerequisites of doing the things that God wanted them to do. And so what we have here is this, I don't understand mentality because they just can't, you know, it's like he's talking heavenly stuff. He's coming with a heavenly perspective and they, they don't understand what he's saying. And so Matthew 13, 15 reminds me of this conversation Jesus had with the, with the 12 about the, uh, about, Understanding the truth. Matthew 13, 15 says, For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. They're not there. And because they're not there, they don't understand. And because they do not understand, they will not receive the healing that God wants to give them through Christ Jesus, his flesh and his blood. But also, let's not forget verse 45 of this chapter. Jesus lets them know why they can't understand. And it reads, it is written in the prophets and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the father comes to me. These disciples just wasn't good students. They were not good students at all. Let me say this. There are a lot of things we may not understand. We might not understand what we read. We might not understand what we hear. But this we can learn from the main 12. Ask Jesus to reveal the answer to us directly or indirectly. When we don't understand, ask the Father. Ask Jesus. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to increase in the knowledge of him. There is nothing more than he wants to accomplish in you is to know him. And when you come to him, come to him wanting to know 
with a heart, a sincere heart, a humble heart, a good and honest heart, and listen, keep them, which means, you know, listen to them, meditate on them, and you'll have good success. Now, there are times, there were times in in scriptures when Jesus responded to the disciples when they asked him a question, how come you don't get what I'm laying down? Like in Matthew 15, 17, and 16, 11. But I want to be like the disciples. I still want to be like the disciples that even though he responded that way, and I don't think it was in a negative tone, but I want to be like the disciples. They didn't get offended and recoil, like back off and not ask him anything anymore. No, they kept asking him questions. And here's a hint. If you seek, you will find. If you ask, you will receive. Knock and the door will be open unto you. Jesus wants us to know. But how much do we want to know? Depends on how much we seek, ask, and knock. Matthew 7, 7. There's a scripture, I believe in James, that says that you have not because you ask not. Or you ask and miss, which means that you are desiring or lusting after something. So you can pray and you can ask and you receive not because of the fact that your heart is not in the right state of being. You can ask for wisdom. You can ask for knowledge. You can ask for understanding. But if your heart is to so that you might be glorified, that you might be praised, you're not going to get that answer. He's not going to give you this priceless thing that he has to offer you. If it's self-seeking, forget about it. He's not going to he's not going to build you up on things that he's giving you. And so um, it is important for you to come to him with a humble heart, sincere heart, a good and honest heart. And uh, it's no doubt that he will give you everything that you ask for from the perspective of according to his will. So in 61, it says, when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? And like I said, they didn't get offended. The disciples didn't get offended when Jesus said, you know, how come you not, you don't understand what I'm talking about? Oh, you a little faith. You know, you think like, man, he, he just dissed me. But it's to teach us. He he wants to teach us. He wants us to know the disciples had a right heart. You know, I mean, the disciples didn't complain when he, you know, was talking stuff. They wanted to know what he had to say because they believed, according to God, that God revealed to them that he was the son of the living God. So does this offend you? 62 says, what then if you should see the son of man ascend where he was before? What then if you should see the son of man ascend where he was before? He's he's talking like saying, why does that offend you? Now, I'm about to tell you something that may even more offend you. So if Jesus would say, uh, by the way. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, that this offends you. How can we believe that he was raised from the dead and ascended into heaven? You can't believe that he is the bread of life. You can't believe that he can do all the things that he, he said he can do. You can, if you can't believe these things, then how can you believe that he was raised from the dead? And if you can't believe that he was raised from the dead, how can you believe that in the last days he'll raise you up if you don't understand, if you never receive him or you never believe in him? So it becomes a difficult thing. And he wants them to know that, listen here, what happens if the son of man ascends where he was before? And now that's blowing their mind because they already told us that they knew about Joseph and where Jesus came from. He came from Joseph. So how can he say he's the bread of life? And he, you know, he came down from heaven. How, I mean, he is messing with their brains um, in a good way. He wants them to, to get it, but they're not getting it. 63 says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. 
The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Booyah. He lets them know you cannot understand this with the flesh. The flesh don't know nothing. The press can't profit from this because it doesn't know these spiritual things. The spirit who gives life and the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. He's laying down. He's letting you know that, you know, a lot of people cannot understand what you're saying. If you're a preacher of the gospel, if you're a minister of of reconciliation and you're trying to allow them to know that Jesus Christ loves them and they cannot receive it. And they're not, you know, that they're not being drawn because they're not asking the right questions. You know, they're not asking, they're not redirecting from the truth that you presented to them that Jesus Christ died for them and that if they accept him and believe in him, they shall have everlasting life. They're not listening to those things. Jesus is making clear that we should keep the main thing, the main thing. Following after the spiritual is life all around, but the flesh is like grass. First Peter 1 Peter 1.24-25, it says, For all flesh is, a, is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower thereof fades away or falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Get this word in you, because that word is spirit in his life. Jesus is trying to make it clear to them and to us that it is the word, it is the truth that we need to embrace, not the things of, of, of this earth. Because it will fade away just like a flower and the grass withers. Let's hold on to the word. 64 says, but there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were, who did not believe and who it was that would betray him. So we're talking about Jesus knowing from the beginning Before he even had this conversation, before he even met these people, he knew from the beginning who would not believe in him. He knew from the beginning who would betray him. This is the Jesus that we're talking about. He knows the decisions and the choices and the ups and downs that we will go through. But we need to embrace the fact that this is the truth that God sent down so that we might know and come to Christ Jesus, his sent son, the son of the living God. And to embrace all that God has for us through him. Some would say that, well, if he knows, then, you know, why do I waste my time? Because, you know, if I'm not into him, then he already knew. If you want to live by that, then you shall die by that. But if you can look at those words and says he knew from the beginning, you can pray and be a part of what he's saying now in your life and understand that, yeah, he knew you from the beginning. As you embrace him, as you give him your life, as you allow him to be Lord of your life, he knew from the beginning. So why not go to the positive direction and not in the negative direction? Why not take he knew from the beginning as a positive word and not a negative word? If you take it as a negative word, it's almost as if what he says in in John 3, that they love their sin. And they don't want to turn from that sin. They don't want to turn from darkness. So if you take the negative spin on him knowing from the beginning, God knowing from the beginning and take it to a point, well, I need to, you know, since he knew already, then I'm not going to do anything. Please get this. Even though Jesus knew he didn't treat any, any of them differently, he still was love to them. So you can say whatever you want to in regards to that. And I'm going to close with that one. Because that is such a good point to make here 
is that sometimes we think in the negative of what God's done or whatever, you know, we think that he's, he's wrong, his rules are too much and he doesn't love us and all these different things. But even when he knew from the beginning, he died for us. He was still willing to die for us. He was still willing to die for the betrayer, for the rejecter, for those that, that turned their back on him. He was willing still to die for them. He still loved them even when he knew from the beginning. So as you go on in this next week, I just pray in the name of Christ Jesus that you will know that he knows all about you, that they would go through such a well thought out plan to redeem you, to reconcile you back to God. And I pray that don't get discouraged in things that you don't understand. Embrace the words because those words are spirit and they are life. And when you don't understand, you ask God, God, open my understanding. Give me the understanding that I might know. And, it, and if you feel like you're not getting it, you still press in. You knock, 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 knock. When you want something on the other side of the door, you keep knocking. You keep knocking. If there's a fire in that house and there's people in that house, you don't knock one time and walk away. You knock, you knock, you knock. You keep knocking until you get a response. You keep asking until you, until you receive. You keep seeking until you find. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that for your spirit, that whether you're in Christ or not in Christ, that you will ask, that you will seek, and that you will knock intensely until God makes himself known and that you receive the understanding that you need to increase in the knowledge of him. God bless and thank y'all for tuning in to It Was Found in My Heart. Have a blessed week.